1: Well, good saturday morning everyone and welcome to another edition of the car doctor program on north shore 1049 104.9 fm and uh, we we're planning to have a good good program for today we're supposed to be talking with jim morrison jim morrison is the head of jeep president of jeep and he's supposed to be calling in this morning so we'll be talking to him um couple couple of interesting news stories this week um Clint Johnson, a 104-year-old military veteran, wanted to buy a 2020 Chevy Sonic, but the dealership he visited refused to sell one to him. Instead, Joe Basil Chevrolet gave Johnson the Sonic for free. We thought he already sacrificed so much for us that we would just give him the car. The store in uh, Depew, New York, said on his Facebook page, Thank you for your service, Clint. Uh, we could never repay you. From 2015 to 2019, the dealership ran an annual fundraising promotion called Vehicles for Vets, in which it asked for nomination of deserving veterans and randomly chose one to receive a... towards a new vehicle. During the promotion, the dealership also made a donation to local veterans' organizations for each vehicle sold. So that's that's a nice story. 104 years old. Oh, my. And then Rodney Smith has crisscrossed the U.S. eight times, mowing lawns for free in all 50 states. By the time he reached the Detroit suburb last week, he racked up more than 333,000 miles on his 2012 Ford Edge. I believe like a bird, it's meant to fly. A car is meant to be driven, he said. While he was in town, Ford Motor Company gave Smith a 2020 edge through its proud-to-honor program to help veterans. Uh, Smith, who's from Alabama, isn't a veteran, but he's raising men lawn care service, encourages youth, youths to help veterans and older disabled people who can't easily take care of their yards. It's our program, so one interpretation is we could help somebody like you who's helping so many veterans and getting kids involved, according to the Vice President Ford. And uh, he said uh he said we're we're proud to make this gesture and we're proud to work with you. Uh the video Ford made shows Smith uh who got the surprise while cutting the grass for a married couple who served in vietnam looking incredulous as he sat behind the wheel i feel like i'm dreaming he says so you know good good news to see that's always nice to see that's a that's a nice and, um, that's a good happy story isn't an, it isn't it yeah it's a good happy story yeah a yeah, good way to start yeah, exactly
2: the show. and just yeah, fyi like,
3: our, our friend jim morrison from the jeep corporation is on the line
1: he is fantastic Well, there's a lot of Jeep news these days, and some of that Jeep news is um, about a new Grand Wagoneer coming out sometime, maybe next year or the year after. And with us, you don't get, you don't do any better than this. With us is the head of Jeep, Jim Morrison. Jim, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Not too bad. So, uh, you know, Red Sox hat on, and I'm all ready to talk to you guys. Oh uh, well, you know, it's good. It's 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 nice to it's nice to know you're still a New England fan, uh especially a Red Sox fan. So uh it's nice it's nice to see that even though we had such a such a limited uh a limited uh run I guess this year, but you know, hopefully next year will be better.
4: Yeah, hopefully we get back to normal and uh and they can do better in the stretch. That's for sure.
1: So Jeep buyers uh, are you know dedicated people but you know when they wanted a three-row SUV a lot of times they went over to the Durango which is which is nice but um you guys you guys uh, got something in the works coming up huh yeah you know we
4: we uh, we reached back into uh know our history books and uh you know it it was one of the most common um requests we had from our customers was to bring back the uh, uh the Grand Wagoneer so lots of you know storied history With that, with that brand and, and, uh, really happy to, uh, to bring it back to the marketplace. So we showed the uh, concept just over a month ago and, uh, we're going to be showing you guys the production version here probably before the end of the year. So it's, uh, it's just around the corner, but it's, uh, it's a very capable vehicle as you'd imagine, you know, coming from Jeep and it's really, it's a nice premium extension, uh, of the brand up into, uh, you know, a, a very, uh, very beautiful space of, you know, capability. Um, size and uh, and American luxury that uh, the people are looking for uh, today.
1: Yeah, it, uh, I've seen some of the you know some of the introduction pictures and so forth. Um, you know, you know, there's going to be some people who are disappointed. It doesn't have the fake wood grain, though.
4: You know, that's interesting because we've had that debate, <laughs> and I have to say that it's still going because you know we pride ourselves in saying you know we listen to our our uh, our customers and it's really the customers that drive the brand not us i mean since 1941 they've really been defining what jeep is all about and uh so we originally said hey you know um you know back in the 80s that was a nice way to uh portray luxury you know with the uh with the wood grain on the side and you know here in 2021 we didn't think that uh you know people you know buying that kind of luxury suv wanted to have the uh the, the the wood paneling on the side but as it turns out they do so you know, we'll uh, have to uh <laughs> play a little catch up here now but i i uh we we always listen to our customers so we'll see what it looks like
1: maybe it could just be a dealer installed option
4: uh, yeah i know it's it's that uh <laughs> you know the, the, we had to dig you know dig back far to you know to even you know find out who does that stuff anymore but uh you know, it, it is, uh, there's, there's a couple of versions, you know, you can make it, make it look okay, but, uh, you know, we'll see who really wants it in the end. But, uh, at the end, I think, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we have to listen to our customers. So we'll see what it comes, but it's, it's fun, you know, you know, launching a vehicle here in 2021. You, you get instant, uh, feedback on everything. So that was one of the pieces that we got.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's true. Whenever you put out any kind of photo like that, uh, it it really is. And you know, I I mentioned I was I was on Facebook this morning. I do I do a little preview of the show on Facebook and a couple of the Facebook questions that came up. Um one of them actually asked about the wood grain and the other one wanted to know, you know, how how soon before they can get a Wrangler with the Hellcat engine in it. And uh and I I, I don't think that's quite ready yet, is it? Yeah, no, we, uh, we did a concept with a 392, so that's pretty close.
4: You know, that's, uh, that's a 6.4 liter, you know, 450 horsepower, 450 pound feet of torque, um, Wrangler. You know, if we bring that to market, yep. it would be the first time that uh, we put a, a V8 in a Wrangler, you know, in, in over 30 years. So, uh, look for that one too. We're getting a lot of positive feedback on, uh, on that one as well.
1: Yeah, that that really is. I mean, that you know, that kind of horsepower in a Wrangler is just going to be, gonna, it's going to be. Let's face it, it's going to be something you you'd want to take for a ride. Yeah,
4: for sure. It's it's just pure fun and and uh, sounds amazing. Um, and and all has all the power to do incredible rock crawling uh, or go fast in the sand. You name it, it can do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know a lot of vehicle manufacturers these days are looking towards electrification. Will we see an electric Jeep someday? Yes,
4: our uh, our first um, entry into the electric Jeeps, you know, here in uh, in America will be with our Wrangler Four xe E. Uh, in fact, I've had one on my driveway here uh, just last week, and we were we were doing some hardcore off roading with it, and and uh, it's it's incredible because if you, you imagine you know an electric uh Jeep I mean people buy Jeep Wranglers because they're fun to drive you know you can take the roof off you can take the top off and uh when you do that with an electric vehicle the the torque is is instantly there so it's an incredibly capable vehicle it will be the most uh, capable Wrangler we've done yet and uh yet it does so in a way that's completely uh different than anything else in the marketplace it's quiet you know you, with uh, with the doors and the top off you can kind of you know drive around nature in complete quietness or you can drive it up a fifty-five you know, degree uh, hill. It's it's incredible.
1: Yeah it's so- it sounds it sounds pretty wild, you know. And yeah, uh, you know, we were we were talking the other day, and uh, we have a, a local uh, Jeep dealer, Brian Kelly, and we were we were just uh, we we're chatting about Jeeps in general, and it doesn't seem like there's any used vehicle that keeps its value better than a Jeep. Uh, especially Wrangler. It's like, it's like, it almost, you know, people ask me about them. I'm like, eh, you know, if you can, depending on what your budget is, it almost makes more sense to buy new because the used ones are holding their value so well.
4: Well, there's so many use cases for, you know, Wranglers. It's, you know, one generation down, two generations, and so many people leave them in their family and just keep running them for, you know, um, thirty forty fifty years. Um, and then I keep passing it down through the, uh, the generation. So, um, they do it by, um, by award, they win the awards for, um, the highest residual value, which makes it very easy for, you know, customers to get into a Wrangler for the first time with a kind of a very low lease payment if they want to go that route. Um, but at the end of the day, I've had more conversations about customers that have actually made money, you know, upgrading their Wrangler, selling their other one, making money on the used Wrangler and, and uh, you know and and upgrading so you know once you get in the family you always want to have a wrangler and and uh that's that's part of the uh, fun about uh old jeep
1: yeah no jeep i mean jeep is jeep is an incredible brand it is just so iconic people and it's it's great the way um jeep you know it you know whether it's kind of a Willie's tribute. I mean, you've you've taken you've taken the the Wrangler, and you you have varieties of packages and and uh, four doors and and soft tops and hard tops and removable tops, and uh, you know it's it's also always um, always great to see you work with a local company like Hearts who makes all the topping materials and and and. Uh, materials for the, the the hard tops to or the uh, top panels to fit into a local Massachusetts company, so that's always kind of cool to see. Um, and uh, you know, as we as we kind of look at the brand as 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 expanding now with the Jeep Grand Wagoneer, is that is that going to use? Is it, is it going to have? Um, is it going to be a, an extended? Platform of of the Cherokee, or is it going to m- work more off of something like the Ram?
4: Yeah, the Grand Wagoneer is going to be a uh a body on frame platform, so it'll be more Ram sized than uh than Grand Cherokee or Cherokee sized, because you know it has three rows. You know, it'll uh, it'll tow upwards of uh, ten thousand pounds. You know, have uh, all the space for you know big families or big uh, teams going to. Uh, uh, soccer tournaments, or or yep. uh, baseball tournaments, uh, or you can tow your uh, your favorite toy with it. Uh, take it to a horse show. You know all the things that uh, people did. You know with the Grand Wagoneer back in the day, um, and uh, and I can't forget it's it's uh, it's it's a Jeep. So you know it'll be the most capable too. It's gonna have three four wheel drive systems. It'll get you through uh, two feet of uh, Boston snow uh, like it's uh, like it's not even there. Uh, or it can take the, uh, the whole family out to the Cape in, uh, in American luxury like nobody else can in the, in the market.
1: And, uh, you, and you must be happy because now when this comes out, you can tow your horse trailer with it, right? Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike always
4: said, you know, <laughs> that's the reason we're doing a Grand Wagoneer here, so Morrison, uh, could, uh, could haul his horses around. And, uh, and, and I have to say it's, it's probably not too far from the, uh, from the truth, but, um, you know, I was at a horse show a couple weekends ago and, and uh, unfortunately, there was you know competitive makes you know and hauling uh, all the horses around uh, with their uh, with their big uh, SUVs and and I uh, can't wait to get uh, uh, get back in the game with uh, with Grand Wagoneer uh, hauling those uh, horses in. I can tell you it'll do it with confidence and uh, and style like nobody else can.
1: So, do you ever think you were going back to back to work as a car salesman? So you are going to go to horse shows and and hand out hand out cards for uh, selling the Jeep Grand Wagoneers to? you know
4: <laughs> you know it, it's yeah. funny how it works out but uh you know you, you have a long conversation you know with anybody and you know you're standing around waiting you know for your daughter to go or whatever and you yeah. know, those conversations happen and and um you know it, it uh it always ends up with you know converting people sometimes you know from competitive makes and
1: and then making friends uh for life so it's uh yeah. you know it's kind of fun Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. And I just found out about this. I don't know, I don't know where I was for the last 40 years, but this, um, what is, what does Jeep call it? They hide an Easter egg in the cars. So a little icon somewhere. And, uh, there, it, I found out there's a whole like underground society of people trying to find these things and invent new ones. Um, what, what, what an interesting kind of weird marketing campaign.
4: Yeah, this. And in fact, you know, it started out with our design office people having too much time on their hands. Um, and, uh, and hiding a little, uh, you know, um, a little icon here, there, an icon there. It's everything from, you know, we have, uh, Bigfoot, you know, hiding in some, uh, jeeps. We've got little axes and picks and, you know, um, you know, hiding other places. And, you know, it's amazing what the guys do, but it's actually kind of spawned its own sort of, uh, like you said, underground. You know, society and conversation, and it's just fun. I mean, sometimes you know you'll be out uh, Saturday morning, you know, washing your Jeep, and you'll look inside the headlight and you think, "Oh wow, that's, that's kind of cool." Um, yeah. You know, you'll see a little Jeep bike on there, or you know, you'll see it on the windshield, and it'll make you feel cool. Um, You know, and and uh, and that's 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 what our Jeep guys do, and and uh, that's part of being you know a Jeep customer. You just kind of get Jeep in your veins, and and you keep doing that kind of stuff in a way that. uh you Know it kind of makes you proud when you do it, and then uh, you know spread some of that um, you know to uh, to our customers, which is uh, which is what we do. I think better than anybody in the in the marketplace with uh, with Jeep.
1: Yeah, I remember the first Wrangler I drove, and I didn't understand the Jeep wave. You know, I'd be I'd be going I'd be going down the road, and people were waving it. I'm like, what the, What the heck are they waving it? What do? We... And then. Then I had to learn a little bit that, you know, there's, there's a, there's a real camaraderie between Jeep owners, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's Wrangler or, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter. But, uh, especially Wrangler though, it is, uh, really this, uh, uh kind of a special bond between the owners. You know, it is. It, it kind of, um, interesting enough,
4: born with its, uh, out of its military heritage, you know, back in, uh, back in the 40s. You know, when, uh, when military personnel would wave at each other when they're driving, you know, their, uh, their, their Jeeps, uh, in a way that they knew that they were uh, the good guys and not the bad guys, you know, ripping off a Jeep. And, and, um, you know, that kind of just kind of kept rolling through as, as, uh, the Jeeps started to find kind of mainstream use, you know, back here in America. But now it's really kind of the, the recognition of, hey, that's one of my, uh, fellow Jeep family members, you know, coming the other way and uh, i can tell you it's it's so cool i mean um you know i've got a couple jeeps in my driveway and and when you have a chance you you know to drive the wrangler uh, or a gladiator i've got a gladiator diesel right now um you grab it because you know someone's going to wave at you and it just makes you feel good i have to say it's it's something that no other brand can do and you know once you're part of the jeep family you're uh you're part of the jeep family for life and and that's what's good that keeps uh Keeps people uh, wanting to get uh, get more
1: Jeeps. Yeah, and when the when the Wrangler, I mean, when the Gladiator first came out, I was out on pretty busy highway, and you know, I was just you know in the middle lane cruising at the speed limit, and all of a sudden this this uh, woman in a in a Wrangler pulls up next to me, and she's you know she's looking at the car, she's giving me thumbs up, she you know fades around, it gets to the right right side of the Gladiator, and she was just you know. She, she kind of followed me off the op- off ramp and said, "Hey, can I take a look at that? You know, this, this is the first one I've seen. This is fantastic." And it seems as if the Gladiator still is getting that kind of respect from uh, from uh, both the Jeep family as well as uh, people looking at other pickup trucks. Yeah, it is. It's
4: it's a true Jeep and it's a true pickup truck. I mean, it'll do um, you know seven thousand pounds of uh, of towing um, or sixteen hundred pounds of payload. So it's a true uh pickup truck um but it does have you know a very uh, distinguished you know look for a uh, for a Jeep and and uh, and people love it and uh, we just had a great month here in September um you know selling almost uh, 8000 of them and and uh, interestingly enough we had a record all-time record for uh, for Wrangler in the month of September as well um so it's bringing new customers to the to the brand not just uh you know some Wrangler customers who need a truck which is uh, which is great um, of course, there's a little bit of that, but the combination of both Wrangler and Gladiator in the uh, in the showroom are, are doing great things by bringing new uh, new customers to the brand. So, it's uh, it's a lot of fun.
1: No, it really is. And but before we before we let you go, the the, the Jeep Grand Wagoneer again, which was going to bring new customers because it's going to be truly a luxury three row vehicle. um Kind of a time frame when maybe the public can expect to see it. Well, this, this time next
4: year, you and I can be having the same conversation and, and, uh, we'll have been driving it for a while. Um, so oh, it's okay. in the middle of next year, um, right. we'll be introducing, uh, it, we're going to probably show the world, you know, before the end of this year, you know, what the, uh, what the production vehicle looks like. And I can tell you it's pretty close to the concept that we've, uh, that we've shown. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a really nice vehicle. Can't wait to get
1: you in it. Um, Sounds like another New England Motor Press uh, vehicle of the year to me somehow, but uh, we'll you have to wait and I see I on that I love
4: those one. winter awards. Uh, <laughs> Lisa and I were talking about that last week, and and um, you know we we have to uh, probably have a side conversation with the uh, with the president and see what uh, see what his recommendation is here. But you know we've got uh, we got a lot of vehicles coming out next year. So, uh, but I can tell you, it's amazing in the snow. It'll fit. Uh, it'll fit in perfect. Uh, in New England and, uh, you know, you think back to all of the New England, uh, Christmas shows that have Grand Wagoneers in them. And then you insert a, a new, uh, Grand Wagoneer, you know, uh, in, into 2021. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It'll fit right oh. in, uh, in New England. Oh, I see,
1: oh, I see a whole bunch of, I see a whole bunch of people in, uh, in, uh, sweaters in Lifetime movies with this now. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's amazing
4: how many, <laughs> uh, of our vintage, Grand Wagoneers are still uh, are still doing time in those kind of movies, but it sets up a warmth that is just automatically, you know, uh, articulated with that vehicle. It's yeah. it's warmth and luxury and and money all in one, you know, <laughs> one image, and uh, and that's uh, that's what the guys have done. I think a really good job, guys and girls here in our design office and engineering have done a really good job delivering with uh, with the new one as well.
1: Well, I can tell from the excitement in your voice that you are you are a big fan of this vehicle. And, Jim, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Saturday morning, especially on what with a lot of people might be a three-day weekend. And I truly appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, great talking to you. Take good care. All right. Take care. That was uh, Jim Morrison, the president of Jeep. Uh, Always great to hear what's new from Jeep and uh, Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Uh, so next year at this time, we'll be talking about it and sounds like um, maybe I get to drive one by then. That'd be great. We need to take a break. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. You're listening on North Shore 1049. We'll be right back.
5: Hey, it's
6: Liz and Chris. Wake up with us weekday mornings starting at 6.
0: We'll inform and entertain as you get ready for your
7: day. Local news with Hank Morse, our daily forecast with Mark Rosenthal, and Erica with her e-blast
0: as she covers the world of entertainment. Laugh and learn with us, Liz and Chris, weekday mornings 6 to 10. Your local connection on North Shore 1049.
2: Get ready for the colder weather with Agway of Danvers. We're stocked and deliver seasoned firewood with four types of wood pellets, coal and embryo blocks those cozy fires at home. Hi, I'm Dan Wiles, owner of the Agway of Danvers. Now is the best time to be reseeding your lawn with Agway's grass seed and fall fertilizer. It's also a great time to decorate for Halloween. We're stocked with decorative corn stalks, straw, and white and orange pumpkins. Prepare your chicken coop for the winter. We have heated waterers, coop clean bedding, boredom busters, and more. Come see us in Waltham or at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers today.
0: So many mattress companies have a gimmick. At Gardner Mattress, there are no gimmicks. They don't need one because they manufacture mattresses with superior craftsmanship. Alan Gardner founded Gardner Mattress 87 years ago. Their mattresses are custom-made and reasonably priced. Why go to a showroom that just sells mattresses when you can go to Gardner Mattress, where they hand-make the mattresses. All three showrooms are sanitized daily. Stop in and see why generations of families will sleep only on a Gardner mattress, Salem, Newton, and Woburn. Online at GardnerMattress.com.
1: Buying a used car can be frustrating. Where do you go? Who do you trust? And who has the best price? 40 million used vehicles were sold in the United States last year. We understand your concerns and anxiety at Micho Mitsubishi in Danvers. We have 150 used vehicles in stock, fully reconditioned with a warranty. We're a family-run dealership with 10 service bays. Dad, what does that mean? That means you can buy a used vehicle with confidence and we back it with a warranty. If you don't like the vehicle, bring it back within 30 days. We'll exchange it for another one of equal value. Everyone has their favorite breakfast spot. We want to be your favorite used car spot. We guarantee the best price, guarantee our vehicles are service, and we give you a warranty. We take care of our veterans, our local community, and we'll take care of you. My name's Kevin Mischel. I guarantee you. We are
5: your feel-good deal, Mischel Mitsubishi. Misha
1: Mitsubishi, And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049 or 104.9 FM. Uh, hopefully it's a three-day weekend for you. I'm one of those people, unlike Biff, that is... Uh, been working from home since the middle of march so i think i've been out to do one event and that was a couple weeks ago down in marion mass at the fire department we did a child pastor safety uh instructor training and i was only there for one day but that was the only person-to-person kind of face-to-face event that i've done and i've done a lot of um, virtual sort of skype zoom things, uh, and, uh, there's, nothing like seeing people in person. The, the video ones, uh, well, it keeps me, it keeps me employed, so I'm not gonna say anything negative. If you, uh, if you belong to a rotary club, a Kiwanis club, uh, council on aging, a library, and you think, uh, I would have something interesting to say, either as the car doctor or a traffic safety person, talking about maybe driving an age, because, uh, you know, the, the plan is we all get older because the alternative isn't great. So, um, so we all get older and we need to think about safe ways to drive. So, um, so if you have some, you know, if you think, uh, your, your group would, uh, would like to hear from me for, you know, whether it's, um, you know, 15, 10 or 15 minutes during a Rotary Club or a Kuanus Club or something like that, I'd be happy to do that. All you have to do just drop me a line at, uh, my email is jpaul, j-p-a-u-l, at aaa com or you can go to triple com slash car doctor and you can find me there too. Uh, and you can, it, it says ask a question, but just put, hey, you know, would you be interested in uh, talking to our, you know, chamber of commerce or rotary club or whatever, whatever it is? Uh, happy, happy to do it. The, um, the other thing is uh uh I mentioned it last week and I don't know how long it's going to last but um now my car column which hasn't been in the globe since covid started because the globe doesn't have the same amount of advertising on saturday so it's not like they can't afford my column because it's free um but they just don't have the advertisers to print the extra paper to put my column in. So uh, so my column generally appears on Boston.com. But for the last couple of weeks, it's appeared in a uh, magazine in Long Island or a newspaper in Long Island called uh, Newsday. So uh, and uh, at the end of the column, just like it does on Boston.com, it says tune into the car, Dr radio program and uh so who knows maybe we'll have somebody checking checking it out online on uh you know going on north shore 1049 streaming it or maybe if if you or they have a question you can call us at toll free 800-370-1049 800-370-1049 um Biff is just kind of sitting, there, hanging out in the studio right now. He's got nothing to do. So you might as well call him up and talk to him and, and he'll put you on the air and we can talk about your car and your car problems and all those kind of things. I just heard the Misho commercial about, uh, used cars. And, uh, I, I reference automotive news a lot because it's a, it's a weekly newspaper still. It's all automotive based. And, uh, it, I, I read a story about how one landlocked dealer solved its used car conundrum. And normally, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at stories that are in California or, or, you know, Georgia or someplace. But it says congestion was so bad at Audi of Nashua and Porsche of Nashua that shoppers at the New Hampshire dealership couldn't park their vehicles and car haulers had trouble unloading. You would not believe the complaints we got from our Audi and Porsche customers said Warren Wall, one of the founders of Lion Wall Auto Group. Warren, Warren, uh, um, I think right at the beginning of COVID we had him on the show and we were talking about, you know, how he was adapting and, you know, he had to close his dealership for a while because of COVID and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, he said even even the employees who had the park close by uh, were off-premises. And he said the the complaining was terrible. The group addressed the traffic jams by creating an off-site location to handle an array of tasks related to preparing used vehicles for resale. It also uh, ranged them in a maximum efficiency developed uh, systems to keep the processing and sync the purchasing reconditioning your sales team around a fast turn strategy they put a lot of thought into this um just in time for the surging used vehicle demand after COVID 19 shutdowns used vehicles are selling like crazy it seems like and i i um i talked to uh Julie from I Cars and we were talking about it about the potential of you know daily rentals being a decent used car purchase, things like that. And kind of the reason behind all of this is a lot of people who were living in the city have moved out of the city because uh either they don't like the kind of emptiness of the city, so they're 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 moving someplace else, uh either permanently or uh, people that have second or third homes have moved into those homes. And maybe when they lived in the city, they didn't have a car or they only had one car. Or their kids are going to school and they don't want to use public transportation. They would rather their kids drive to school if they're going to school. So used car sales have been really good. Uh, you know, the story goes on to say for landlocked stores with no room, you know, there's only, it's it's kind of funny about land uh, and you can't move it. And uh so you know, no outward expansion, crowded lots are common. The dealers are left with a few alternatives, so uh some moved to different locations, hope their customers will follow. Some are able to build upward and park unsold inventory on the rooftop. Uh, I think Expressway Toyota in Dorchester did that. Uh War took a different approach. He bought a sixty five thousand square foot industrial warehouse two miles from uh from Audi and the Porsche stores and transferred several of the dealership's key operations to the warehouse. Um, they have eight service bays, a parts department, indoor car wash, and storage space for about 120 vehicles. And it's sort of interesting. The, the, uh, person who's sort of in charge of this, um, he's, uh, he runs it, he runs it almost like it sounds like a sports team. He's, yeah, uh, I'm not saying he's carrying a stopwatch around with him, but, but maybe and uh, but they work really closely together the reconditioning center has four dedicated audi technicians a uh, bunch of reconditioning personnel who replace tires do brake jobs handle uh, recall repairs fix cosmetic defects and clean and detail the vehicles the crew also includes photographers photographers who take pictures uh for the store's uh, online advertising um they said they, uh, they estimate they spend somewhere between a thousand and thirteen hundred dollars per car to get them, get them ready to sell. Um, Audi Nashua buys slightly more than half of its used vehicle from auctions. Uh, the store employees a full-time buyer who works the lane scouting out vehicles. But it's, it's kind of funny now. The, uh, you know, the rest are trade-ins, but uh, I, I was talking to another dealer one day and he said, we're buying them from every place. Facebook, Craigslist, um, right now we're just trying to, we're trying to buy vehicles. And I've been, uh, if you saw me, you wouldn't know this, but, um, I've been trying to get a little exercise and in the morning I go for a walk. And if I was a used car dealer, I think I'd just walk my neighborhood, especially if you're somebody who's selling not expensive cars, and the amount of cars that people have parked and haven't moved in months and months and months. And in some cases, yeah, I look at inspection stickers as I am walking by. I'm like, that car hasn't that car inspection stickers a year old. I, I'd walk along and just leave leave business cards and say, "Hey, do you want to sell your car? Because you know we can we can turn that around and make it into a used car for somebody." Uh, I knew somebody who worked up at uh, the uh, the Porsche dealer, and he said the reconditioning that went took place was pretty phenomenal uh brakes uh tires uh, um you know they really wanted to make the cars look and feel like a new car even though it was a used car and he said they would take they would take the stuff they took off and they would sell it on ebay so you know here's here's four tires that are 40 percent worn put new ones on take those torch of four tires put them on ebay and and you know, at least recoup some of the loss that way. So um, they do They do a pretty, pretty thorough reconditioning of of those cars. So it's it is it is kind of neat to see. Car doc, uh, yes sir,
3: yes sir. Uh, we have George from West Hartford on the phone, and he's got a question about washing his car. But why don't we do this real quick, if if you don't mind? Let's take a quick break, and then on the other side, let's talk to George and see if we can help him out with his problem. How's that sound?
1: Biff, I always said you're in charge. So Damn. if that if that works for you, <laughs> that works for me. And our phone number again is 800 370 1049 George, stay right there. We will be with you in about three minutes. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore
7: 1049. The Mustang salad.
5: Lots like the batteries These could all contain mercury So let's dispose of them properly Don't put mercury in the trash Don't put mercury in the trash Know your products with mercury So you can dispose of them properly Mercury is harmful to human health and the environment To learn what products in your home may contain mercury and where to safely dispose of them, please contact your local Board of Health or Department of Public Works or visit keepmercuryfromrising.org. Brought to you by Wheelabrator Technologies, the people who convert your trash into clean, renewable electricity. Know your products with mercury so you can dispose of them properly.
2: Hi, folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. And if you're planning to replace the windows in your home, I have just two words for you. Anderson Windows. Anderson is the most trusted name in windows throughout the United States. See the complete line of Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber. We measure
5: up.
7: If it's local you want, it's local
0: we have. Your local connection, North Shore, 1049. I, Tank Morse,
7: join me. Weekday morning, we'll have local news, entertainment, music to get you going, and lots of laughs. Laugh and learn. Weekday morning from 6 to 10 on your local connection,
1: North Shore, 1049.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Rizenthal. A little taste of summer today. Here is your North Shore, 104 night forecast, serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Mixture of sun clouds, windy, warmth today in the 70s, slight chance of a late day shower or thunderstorm. Partly cloudy, breezy overnight, temps in low 50s. And tomorrow, lots of sunshine, cooler, low and mid 60s at best. That may be pushing it a little bit. And on Monday, becoming rainy, windy and cool temperatures, mostly in the 50s. Rain will linger into early Tuesday. Weather forecast being brought to you by John J. Walsh Insurance Agency with locations in Salem and Rockport for all your home, auto and business insurance needs. Offering competitive rates, so call for a quote, 978-745-3300. For local door Shore, 1049. I'm Mark Resenthal.
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. If you would like to join us, phone lines are open at 800-370-1049. My name's John Paul, the Car Doctor, to help you every Saturday between 10 and 11. And uh, let's go go down to Connecticut and talk to old friend George. George, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning,
6: uh, John Paul. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Sure. I have a 2013 Lexus RX 450, and my question is... um, of course, you know, living in the Northeast, about washing the car in the winter. And, you know, you have the touchless, just goes around spraying the car, and then you have the other car wash that has the brushes actually hitting the car. Some people say not to um, use the brushes hitting the car that it damages and puts swirls in the paint. But my question to you is, would the other one clean it properly with all the salt and sand and chemicals we have in the roads nowadays?
1: Yeah, you know, you bring up a really good point because there used to be way back way back when, you know, in the winter time they'd spread sand out on the road and the sand just gave yeah. you a little bit more traction and then they'd mix sand and salt, actual salt together and the salt mm-hmm. um lowers the the freezing temperature of the water so instead of freezing at 32 it you know, and I'm making it up, I don't know, freezes, we'll ask ask Biff, you know, freezes freezes at 25, and then they started adding calcium chloride, which brought the freezing temperature even lower, and then they started using magnesium chloride, which brought the freezing temperature of the water even lower still, but it's very corrosive to metal, and... They're finding that even though it does a great job of keeping the roads safe, it's tough on cars, it's tough on trucks, it's tough on bridges. Uh, so, uh, the, you know, there's that concern that whenever you go out on the road, and sometimes they pre-treat the roads with this brine. It looks like, and it, it's the sticky stuff that they coat the roads with. So when it so when it uh, snows or it's going to rain and the rain's going to freeze, it keeps it keep. That's why the roads are wet. Um, you know, at that point, if you, if you look at your car and it's got, you know, salt and stuff on it, the, the touchless washes, and there's one actually right near my house that I've been to, um, it does a, it does a pretty good job of cleaning it. Here's what I've heard though, and I, you know, I've only heard this and I don't know, you know, whether it's, you know the best way to wash your car always is if you can do it yourself and do it by hand and lots mm-hmm. of soap and water and two buckets and brushes that's always the best thing you can do but no, let's face it in the winter time that isn't going to happen um but i also heard that some of the touchless washes actually leave a little tiny bit of dirt in the in the water and the dirt acts as an abrasive when it sprays water on the car it actually you know it's not just water washing the car it's water and a little bit of Grit almost to get the dirt off i don't know whether that does any damage or not. I will say the my my father when i was when i was a when I was a kid growing up and uh my father was a plumbing salesman and he worked for a company that gave him a company car and they also required that, you know, you keep your car looking good. So he went to the car wash whenever his car was dirty or at least once a week. And as a little kid, it was always fun going to the car wash because it was one of those tunnel things and you get out and you, you saw everybody, you, you know, getting their cars washed. And as a little kid, again, it was kind of fun. So, but it was funny when, um, I looked at his car when I got a little bit older when I was 16 or 17 years old and I looked at his car. And if you, and his cars, I think he kept, I think he, his cars were maybe two years old at the oldest. But at the end of the time he had them, you'd look at the paint and it had all these little tiny swirl marks in it from the brushes or the You know they they say that you know sometimes you'll say you'll see something that says brushless car wash and you and you look at it and there's something beating on your car and they're like well it's not a brush but it looks like you know when you get up close to it it looks like a piece of indoor outdoor carpet that's banging on the car and if you're gonna do that once a month. I don't think it's going to do any damage to your car. But if you're going to do it regularly, like once a week or twice a week, uh, you know, you see police cars go through car washes all the time. Same thing, The The paint does, you know, does get abused after a while. But if your car is salty and dirty after a winter storm, I would go to any car wash, um, whether it's a touch, truly touchless, that just sprays high-pressure water. Um, I'm always concerned, you know, uh that, you know, what can happen if you uh if you had a uh, uh you know are you putting water in places that it's not really designed to go uh so right. in other words is uh you know it, you know is it spraying so much force underneath the car um i very seldomly do an undercar wash um maybe twice a year but usually what i try to do when i when i wash the car at home in the driveway and this was kind of pre you know, we, we have a water ban in the town that I live in, so I can't do it now. But I used to, you know, kind of get down on the ground with the hose and wash as much under it as I could just because. But there, there are places that can trap sand and salt and, and, you know, cause, cause some problems. But my suggestion, George, is with you, Alexis, if, um, you know, if it's wintertime, and the cars, you know, you just went out in the winter and, you know, snowy and, and, you know, and or a day or two later and you look at it, you see all that white residue around it. Go to any car wash and get it cleaned off. Um, I don't think, whether it's brushless or brush type, um, the point is just get it clean. And I think that's the best thing you can do.
6: And uh, thank you. And I was going to, if I can add something, it, you know, sure. I think people, it's also a safety thing getting your car washed because I remember years back, my stepmother was going down the highway she went to hit the brakes she lost no She had no brakes luckily there was you know not that many people on the road she didn't yeah. panic she pulled off the exit you know put on the emergency brakes the brake line rotted because yep. of all the calcium like you were saying It's right. the bottom of your car
1: yeah no you're you're absolutely right and um some cars were way more prone to it than others uh GM and Ford were, were really prone to it. And, uh, you know, and some, you know, we were talking about Jeeps earlier. Some of the older Jeeps, um, you know, had a lot of rust problems because they either were at the beach or they were at, um, they were, you know, they were used in the snow extensively. They're used to plow driveways and, you know, plow, plow parking lots where they got salted and all of that could be. So that's why it's so important that, at least once a year, you get your car into a good repair shop where they can, where they can get the car up in the air, you know, more than just a quick lube where maybe they're not paying attention, but get the car up in the air once it starts to age a little bit and look at the condition of the brake lines and the fuel lines. And, you know, the, uh, I was, I was at work one day and there was a woman I work with, uh, borrowed her father's pickup truck and, i i looked at it and i didn't know it was her it was kind of funny i didn't know it was her and i'm walking to my car and i noticed that one of the straps that holds the gas tank in place had rotted away and the tank was the tank was literally two or three inches from the ground because it actually fell to one side and i i didn't know who it was and i kind of took a picture of it and i think i put it on facebook or something but i also called our security people and said, hey, you might want to let the person know that owns this during, uh, owns this uh, pickup truck out here that uh, I don't think I'd drive it home, uh, you know, maybe get it towed to a repair shop because it's, um, you know, the gas tank's going to fall out of it. And she actually saw the post on Facebook before she saw it, before, uh, she answered her phone from the, from the, uh, security desk. And she said to me, uh, why don't you just call me up and tell me? I'm like, I didn't know it was your car. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, that's why it's important to be able to, you know, get your, get your vehicle up in the air, looked at, and make sure that there's no rust starting. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked to, uh, the folks from Wax Oil um it's a it's a good it's a good product it's a product that you know it's it's an undercoating product that's been used in europe for 55 years and it really does prevent rust it's it's a it's a good product so um you know if, if for people who want to keep a car a really long time um you know doing the doing the undercoating and sealing sealing it uh with their wax-based flexible undercoat is is a good idea yeah thank you so
6: much and what what i'll do is um Wash it regularly, and I'll probably give it a wax before the winter comes.
1: Makes sense because that way, that way, all the junk washes off of it a little a little easier. And uh, you know, people that do the ceramic coat, we have uh, uh, Mike who listens to the show pretty regularly. He ceramic coats his cars, and it's expensive to do, but he says you know the stuff just washes right off of it, so uh, it makes sense to do it. But at least get out there, give it a give it a good coat of wax, and uh, you know, you wash it, you wax it, and you burn up a you burn up about 1,100 calories, so it's good for you, too. There you
6: go. Thank you All right. so much Thanks, for your George. opinion, and have a All great right. weekend.
1: But. All right, you as well. Take care. Our phone number, again, is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. You notice I'm not saying one today.
3: You're not I'm saying to one 100, today. 100, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. that's huge, yeah. actually. Have yeah, you yeah, out you know, for me...
1: Yeah, I have. Like, I th- I woke up about three o'clock in the morning, and I kept going. It's 800-370. <laughs> I don't have to say one. So uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, hey,
3: you know, I want to do say. do what I did to you last break. I've got Len from Rockport, and he sounds like his his question, his problem is going to probably take a little lengthy explanation on your part. So w- let's do this again, if with your permission. We'll, let's let's get this last uh, uh, commercial break out of the way. Let's get Len on the phone and see if we can help yeah. him.
1: Again again you're in charge. I'm just, I'm just I'm just sitting here. So you're whatever you need to do. I think that's perfect. Hey, sure. you listen to the car doctor program on North Shore 1049 and uh Biff's in charge. That's all I have to say.
0: The Century House Restaurant on Route 114 in Peabody is proudly serving prime rib specials for lunch and dinner each Tuesday for $17.95. Visit the Century House daily starting at 1130 in the morning until 9 at night, 8 on Sundays. Start your weekends right with breakfast under the tent at 9 a.m. on Friday, Saturdays, and Sunday mornings. The Century House breakfast dishes include country-style bacon and eggs, a variety of Benedicts, and fruit-topped waffles. Takeout is always available. For details, visit centuryhousepeberty.com. Keno is back at the Century House.
7: When Recovery Centers of America opened its campuses on the East Coast years ago, they offered a new approach to alcohol and drug addiction treatment. Local evidence-based treatment led by an expert team of master's level clinicians, physicians, and nurses. RCA saw a need to serve the New England area and have helped thousands of patients at their two local facilities in Danvers and Westminster to fight back against the powerful disease of addiction and live a life in recovery. So don't wait. Call star Star 767 to speak with a treatment advisor. Advisor now, that's star star 767.
5: Hello, this is Francine DeWicky from the law offices of Spano and DeWicky. Are you looking to plan for your future while maintaining social distancing? Our firm offers video conferencing and other meeting options to bring you peace of mind from the comfort of your home. Please give us a call.
0: The professionals at Spano and DeWicky will guide you through these challenging times. Call the experts at Spano and DeWiki today. 781-231-7800. 781 781- or visit them online at spanogewicki.com
1: Welcome back to the Car Doctor program. I think we might have lost Len somewhere who was who was on hold. So, Len, if you're out there, give us a call back. We'll get you right back on the air. And uh, I I want to talk about the car that kind of got me around this week. And it was the new sixth generation Subaru Outback. And not just any Outback, but it was the XT Onyx edition. And uh, the XT version of the uh, Outback is unique. Uh, it is the... Uh, but the biggest thing is the engine. It's a 2.4 liter turbocharged four cylinder. Makes pretty impressive 260 horsepower, and uh, and it isn't. It is just horsepower. It's torque too. It's 277 foot pounds of torque at just 2,000 RPM, so it's pretty good. Um, we'll talk more about it in a bit. Uh, but but in think, the meantime, uh, Lana's back in on. In the meantime, I I could tell because you actually had your microphone. Oh, I did. Oop. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, well so you know.
3: Well, I guess everybody knows Len's on. How about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's absolutely right. So absolutely so, right. so why don't we talk to Len? Great, Lynn, what's up?
7: I have I have what I viewed as a somewhat unusual problem. I have this two thousand and eight Avalon that I absolutely love. It does everything I want, it looks like new, it runs like a top, except when I've been driving for about a half hour or 40 minutes, it starts to run really rough. It runs phenomenally well before then, and it just seems curious that with the warm-up period, I thought it would be more likely to run better, and it's the opposite. I've put in high-test gas. I've put in uh, that fuel stabilizer. thinking think it might be the moisture in the tank, but it's It's been going on for a while now.
1: Does the check engine light come on? Well, this is odd. I I have almost
7: two hundred eighty thousand on it, so all the lights are on all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Does the check engine light flash? It's just I I
7: ignore them, and I drive locally. I I have a great mechanic that keeps it. Otherwise, in Phenomenal uh, shape in that, and I'm, I'm fairly secure with it. But in answer to your question, yes, but it's always on. So.
1: Yeah, but does it ever flash, or is it on steady?
7: It's on steady.
1: It's on steady. Okay, well that's all right uh, because if it flashes, that would really tell you there was a misfire. That would tell you you have a bad plug, a bad injector, um, all all kinds of all kinds of different things that it could be. Um, I think what I would do at this point would be that, um, I would still want to, I would still want to, I have a, I have a, a minor concern and a major concern. I think at this point I would want to get somebody to put a, a scan tool in there, check it out, see if it's something like a, you know, a, a temperature sensor, for instance, that is reading cold. And what it's doing is once the engine warms up, it's still putting, the equivalent of cold engine fuel into the system. So uh, when the engine warms up, it uses less fuel, and it doesn't need that extra enrichment that it does when an engine is cold. So it could be one of the sensors, like a an air temp sensor or an oxygen sensor or a coolant sensor could be acting up, and that's what's turning the check engine light on. So fairly minor kind of thing. Um, where it's not misfiring, where the check engine light isn't flashing, that rules out, A lot of things, like injectors and plugs and plug wires and coils and all that sort of stuff, but with that kind of mileage, and generally, timing chains last a really long time, like 280,000 miles. Uh So one possibility is that the timing chain or a timing chain guide is kind of getting funny. And it's, uh, it's starting to stretch a little bit. And maybe it's starting to misfire because that's a pretty complicated, pretty complicated engine. So there's a chain that goes around the crankshaft and goes up around one camshaft and down around a gear and up around another camshaft. And there's, there's, uh, there's guides that hold it all in place. And if something in there, either a guide has broken or the chain is just all stretched out for age, Well, what can happen is, um, you can get kind of a rough running condition. And the only way to really test it, though, is to, um, you gotta, you gotta actually look at it. So you gotta kind of take the valve covers off and verify that all the timing marks, um, line up where they're supposed to and kind of look and see if the chain is starting to get sloppy. Um, so at that point, you kind of need to decide, you know, how much, how, I love the car. It looks brand new. What do I want to do with it? How much money do I want to spend on it? Because, um, you know, this, if that, if it is something like that, that could, that could, that could start to get expensive to the point where, you know, there's, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, you,
7: you, Yeah, I mean, so we could be talking days, maybe over a thousand there or.
1: If the timing chain is in fact bad. You're, you're talking, you're talking probably close to 2500 bucks. Whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, okay, it could sorry. be just something, it could be just a, it could, yeah, it could just be, it could just be a, you know, $60 sensor that is, that has got funny, and that's why, that's why it does that. And the only reason I even suggested the timing change, here's here's a funny thing about timing change, and I, I don't know why this is the case, but, um, you can have a car that will crank over like it has no compression and the timing chains all stretched out and it's just all at a time. And when, uh, uh, when it's cold, it fires right up and it runs fine. And you can, you know, actually like drive it right into the shop and go, well, oh, it wouldn't start yesterday when it was hot. Well, that's, that's the reason. So, hey, we got to get going. Uh, We're just about out of time. Uh, but, uh, go get a check. Have so somebody much. put a scan. T- have, have somebody put a scan tool on it, uh read read the sensor values and uh you know, I'll 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 look towards uh whatever good good luck charm there is to hope it's just a uh sixty dollar sensor and for a hundred bucks you're all done. Deeply appreciated. Thank thanks, you so Len. much. All right. All right, thanks, Bye-bye. Len. Take care. I bet Joe Piantadozzi is in the studio. Oh, you have an uncanny you have an time?
3: uncanny sense, John. Uncanny. Do
1: I? Yes. Do I I believe- let's, let's find out what's let's, going I, I on believe- on Breaking Bread today. Yeah.
2: Good morning, John. How are yeah. you? Great show as good, always. Good morning. Uh, how are you doing? Happy good, Columbus, well, thank you. Happy well, thank Columbus you. Day weekend.
1: Happy, happy Columbus Day! I, I asked I asked uh, a friend of mine the other day. I said, "Do I should I bring Zeppelis or Wandis or something?" He said, no, that's Saint Joseph. Day. Exactly. You're, you're, that's in got, March. You, you get your Italians all confused, right? Yeah. Yeah, I you think get your ca- Italians all confused.
2: Uh, we yeah. had Chachi on last week. Chachi Lopret. He said uh, cannoli. So I think that might be uh, synonymous with Columbus Day. I don't, I don't know. Maybe some Italians celebrate uh, with cannolis. There you go. Hey, so what's up for breaking bread today? today I have uh, the drummer from the Moody Blues, uh, Gordy Marshall, wow. calling calling in live from London, by the way, and uh, which wow. will be great. And then I have a U.S. candidate for congressman from New Hampshire, Matt Mowers, and uh, so a little little uh, diverse show. We're going to go a uh, little, little music entertainment, and then we're going to go politics. So it should be a good show. Wow.
1: Uh, well. Well, it's uh, it sounds fun, and, and you know you get somebody calling in from uh, England. I think it's uh, it's probably like midnight there,
2: isn't it? Uh, well, like four in the afternoon, I think it is. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, and Biff, right. I haven't surprised. Hey. Biff, I have to surprise you. You Have to call him, by the way. But we'll talk about oh, that. Wow. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that. But sorry, John, how you doing? With everything going well with you? Right. You had a good week, and every, 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 everything, everything's great. Everything's, everything's going just the way it's supposed to go.
1: But you know what's going to go is me because it's eleven o'clock and it's time for me to get out of here. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, stay tuned for Breaking Bread with Joe P. Uh Biff, thanks as always. Uh, talk to you all soon. Thanks. Thank you, bye John. Bye,
2: bye John.